Okay, I'm so gonna get bashed for this. Are you guys ready for some loud opinions? It's Yara, by the way, and welcome to Unorthodox, the place where I'm gonna open the can of worms no one wants to touch. That's what happens when you give a skeptic a microphone. Join me on Podio for weekly episodes where I attempt to explore the ins and outs of society and people, and I ask the most important question of them all, why? Hello, you wonderful people, and welcome back to another episode of Unorthodox. As the name of the episode suggests, we are here to talk about one of the most heinous acts of our society, the lack of sexual education. Maybe I should have titled it, uh, Let's Listen to Yara Talk About Sex. And no, this isn't a porno. And I'm not here to promote having copious amounts of intercourse. Stay in school, everyone. If your parents listen to this podcast or find out you're listening to it, I'm willing to bet that 80% of the time, parents wouldn't be happy. And if you ask them why they're unhappy with their children being educated about this topic, that is literally the means of creating life, their answer would revolve around one word, aib. Shame. The greatest motivator in the Arab region, aside from fear. Shame. Cue Cersei Lannister walking naked through the streets of King Landing. Also, can we talk about the fact that during her Walk of Atonement, this rando flashes his penis at her? Thank you, writers, but I did not need to see that. But you know what? Neither do people in real life when random strangers flash them in the street. So back to shame. And on that note, I'd like to begin with a short excerpt from a very interesting article I came across titled, Let's Talk About Sex in the Arab World. No, I didn't steal the title. So uh, Shirin Al-Fiki describes what her gynecologist's opinion on the topic is. And he or she says, and I quote, Sex in the Arab world is the opposite of sport. Everyone talks about football, but hardly anyone plays it. Whereas everyone is having sex, but no one wants to talk about it. So why is that? Why is it that no one wants to talk about sex? Well, I for one would like to know what the answer is. And I can give you the short version. Religion. Or the long version. Religion. <laughs> now, before anyone jumps up at this so-called blasphemy, let me begin by saying that I am in no way attacking religion as an entity. So let's just start there. What I'm trying to shed light on, however, is the way in which people interpret religion and allow it to highlight what is right and what is wrong. The article continues. The problem in the Arab region is the gap between appearance and reality. It's not that people aren't doing what people are doing all over the world. It's that they feel reluctant to speak openly about it. Between 30 and 60% of young men will say they've had sexual relations before marriage. But upwards of 80% of young women say they haven't. Which begs the question, who are all these young men having sex with? <laughs> An excellent observation indeed from the writer of this article. An excellent observation indeed. So, ya shabeb, ya bethabbo tatbehu inno nahna amalna wa nahna shifna wa nahna rehna. Ma'amin am ta'amlo, am betshufo, am betruho. 
ويا بنات يلي انه ما فيكم تحكوا بالموضوع ممنوع نفتح تمنا All I want to ask is why Who told you انه هيدا الشي سوبر عيب Other than religion Because religion does say that in interpretation And that is the most important thing I want to get to today Is that religion itself The holy books Scripture does not say that specifically because no one really knows what scripture actually says, you know, because no one was there 2000 something years ago or however long ago you want it to be. So that begs the question, why is it that society has placed this taboo on one of the most natural, one of the most primal things to ever exist? It is literally the way in which children are made. That being said, the first point that I want to touch upon is that religion says that Sex only exists so that we can get more children. I am not here to engage anyone in any religious debates. I can't really do that anyway because I'm alone in the studio. Um, but I'm not here to spark up this debate either. I'm only here to ask the question, has anyone ever wondered why that is? Why is sex only there so we can have kids? Why is it pleasurable then? Why Does it make people feel good then? Why is it therapeutic? Why is it healing at times? I'm also not going to answer any of those questions, but I just want people to ask them in their own heads. Second, also something I'd like to just throw out there, as a throwback to the episode on gender roles, I'd like to point out you know, there is a dichotomy between how sex is perceived and rjel and how sex is perceived and the niswain. And I'm going to be saying the word sex a lot in this episode. Um, so under jail, it is completely acceptable for a guy to have lost his quote unquote virginity before marriage. But for a girl, it is the most shameful thing ever to happen. And we see this in a lot of examples. We see this in examples of people who still act like, you know, were Neanderthals and who marry people who are six years old. We see this in divorcees. Um, after a woman has been divorced, she is considered to be spoiled goods, uh, something that is already touched, already tainted, which is extremely unfair. And we see this in various forms of slut-shaming, um, slut-shaming people who not necessarily deserve to be slut-shamed. More on that point, بيعجبني كثير الامات هلا البيات ما بعرف اذا كثير بيحكوا فيه للموضوع يمكن انا اجين ايم جنراليزنج ميبي سم اوف يوز دادز دو توك اباوت ذس بت از فار از اي نو اتس مينلي مذرز هو توك تو ذير دوترز اند فاذرز هو توك تو ذير سونز اند مذرز هو توك اباوت ذير سونز سو ذات بينج سيد Um, بيعجبني كثير الامات يلي بيكون انه هن عاملين حالهم متقبلين كثير السكشوال ريفولوشن انه نحن منفتحين انه نحن بنتقبل كل شيء بيصير وبنعرف انه اولادنا بده يروحوا بده يعاشروا بدهم يعملوا اند ذي تريت ذير سونز اند داترز ديفرنتلي يعني انا كذا مره سمعتها بحدسين حكوا قدامي انه ايه ابني بيروح وبينتبه وما عليه هو شاب يعني انه شو الشباب بده يكونوا شباب يو نو بويز ويل بي بويز رايت بس ذن جيرلز ويل بي ريبت اند جيرلز ويل بي مولستد اند جيرلز ويل بي هيت اون اون ذا ستريت اند جيرلز ويل بي فلاشد اند ايم نوت سينج ذاتس ذا سيم بويز ذات ار دوينغ ذات بس ايم سينج ذات اي ثينك مان جيت ا بيت اوف ا ليواي 
in this topic in specific, they get a bit of a free zone that women do not. So what's the difference if your son is having sex with a stranger or maybe someone who's not a stranger to him versus your daughter having sex with someone she actually wants to have sex with? And if you guys can answer that question, that would be great because I have never been able to get a straight answer because all the answers I get is because, eh, and البنت هي fragile. وانه البنت هي لازم تحافظ على هيدا الشيء تتجوز وانه السوسايتي عندنا ما بيتقبل وما بعرف شو طيب كيف السوسايتي بيتقبل انه الرجال يعمل هيك يعني انا بخدعه حالي انا ما بتقبل انه الرجال يعمل هيك بس ما يخلوا المراه تعمل هيك اي ثينك سكس از سمثينغ ذات از اكستريملي بايولوجيكال سمثينغ اكستريملي برايمال اند سمثينغ اكستريملي نيسيساري for the sanity and sustainability of any relationship. And even if you're not in a relationship, sex is still very important, even if you do it to yourself, which you should, in a healthy manner. Uh, بنت يلي هي كمان عندها اهل وكمان عندها اهل بيفكروا بهالطريقه وهيك هيدا شوي ظلم هلا ماني عم اقول انه لازم كلنا ننزل على الشارع ونشلح ثيابنا وانه نحن صرنا السوبر من فتحين الليبريتد الفري و اي سي ذس اند اي ام بيينغ كوايت هايبربوليك ان وات اي ام سينغ لانه اي نو انه في عالم رح يسمعوا هذا البودكاست ورح يقولوا شو بقى هيدي صارت مثل الاجانب the difference between quote unquote al ajanib wa nahna mish difa'an an hada lano kull hada aish bi society bil akhir kull hada ando aqliya wa ana bahtiram hashi mish dayman bas bahtiram hashi to a certain extent al ajanib mish yani hinna filteenin aktar minna bas al ajanib mitfahmin anno this is something that is normal mitfahmin anno this is something that actually has to happen in life or else someone grows up to be very strange and very unfulfilled in many aspects of his or her life. Um, and people have sex here a lot and they're sex crazed because of the fact that it is a big taboo. People have sex here, but they do it in secret. They do it feeling shame. They do it to both. They do it as a trophy, which is Okay, that happens in a lot of places. But here it's just, it's, it's not nice. It's not humane to think about it. And this is something that is one of the biggest aspects of humanity. This is what one of the things that sets us apart from animals is that we have sex for pleasure. I think there are certain species of apes who do that too. But like, uh, I'm not a zoologist, so correct me if I'm wrong. So that point is something I really think hard about, not because I'm a perv, but I just think it's um, it's time to open up the conversation about this. Just like my first episode where I was talking about periods, that's also part of biology. And sex is also part of biology. I don't get why it's this thing that is so shameful to talk about. Another reason sex should be a part of you know, not the daily conversation, maybe. I don't need to hear about your escapades. But it's good to be informed about it. It's good to know, 
what products to use. It's good to know about genital hygiene. It's good to know about sexually transmitted illnesses and diseases. Because in the end, if you're going to be having a healthy sex life, that that's all a part of it. If you're having sex in secret without telling anyone, you're most probably doing it in the wrong way to begin with. You most probably don't know the ins and outs, excuse the pun, of this whole charade. Um, the fact that boys are a bit shy, you know, buying condoms. Here we go back to the whole buying pads and tampons thing that I talked about a few episodes earlier. Boys, I think, some of them, um, are a bit ashamed of going to a pharmacy and buying a pack of condoms. Whereas they should feel, you know, proud, not because they're having sex, but proud because they're having sex in the right way and in the safest way possible for them and for their sexual partner. So yes, sexual health is important. And one of the main ways to acquire sexual health is to have a good sexual education. And where does that start, boys and girls? That's right, at school. And if it doesn't start at school, then it doesn't start at all, because porn is not going to teach you about sexual health. بفتكر يمكن شغلة بحبس فيها صفوف العالم الأجنبي إذا بتكون هو إنه they actually do stress a lot about having sex ed or health class as they call it in which they teach teenagers especially in that age about everything that has to do with sex and it's not like Hollywood does it you know Hollywood paints it as this like a frenzied hormone-filled room that but they should for condom and a banana no Hollywood overdoes it sometimes let's be honest I think that girls should be equally as responsible as boys and I say girls and boys here not to mean children but you know whatever gender you identify as it's not just male or female um I feel like everyone should be involved in the process that is responsible sex. Everyone should be aware if condoms need to be used. Everyone needs to be aware of proper testing practices. Everyone needs to be aware of which contraceptives to use and of how to use contraceptives. And that is where sexual education comes in. Because if it doesn't happen at home, then the only other place it can happen is at school. It's literally not going to happen on the playground. And teenagers are not going to teach each other these things. And I would like to touch upon sexual responsibility. And I think one of the most important aspects of being responsible in a sexual relationship is knowing when someone has given consent. Whether you're on the giving or the receiving end, you need to make sure that your sexual partner, whoever that may be, is okay with you doing whatever you want to do to him or her. This is something that is not stressed enough. This is something, you know, lack of consent is something that happens even in marriages. Marital rape is very much a thing. Rape in general is very much a thing. People saying, oh, she was drunk, she was all over me, so I had sex with her. That doesn't sound like consent to me. Consent is very clear. And if it's not clear, or if you're confused about it, then it's not consent. Let us just be very, very clear about that. It is not consent unless the person says, okay, I want to have sex with you. And unless they say that very sober, 
because any type of narcotic, any type of alcohol can really inhibit a person's sound thinking. And it can make them regret something the next day. And that's not a nice feeling to feel. So I know I started off this episode, you know, joking about it, but I didn't really go into this wanting to talk about sex positions and how to make her orgasm in the least minutes possible. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about everything that goes on in a sexual relationship aside from the actual sex, because there are so many things to consider. There are so many things to think of. Never do anything unless you are ready to do it, unless you yourself feel okay to do it. Don't listen to societal pressures because they exist if you're not okay with why they exist, because there's a reason for everything in the end. If you're not convinced about why something is, then it's okay to question it. The whole point of this podcast is to ask why things are what they are. So I hope I've sparked a bit of anger in people. I hope I have sparked a bit of debate, a bit of conversation, because it's time to really talk about this stuff, especially in our region. And I cannot stress that enough. If you guys have any suggestions, have any questions, have any stories you want to tell, I can probably share those anonymously if you guys are interested. Um, let me know. My Instagram handle is at yadajnami, or you can reach me via email, namiyada at gmail.com. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and I'll see you next time.